ho, ho. This is a little spooky Christmas edition. My name is Everett. <laughs> and this is a podcast about things that spook us a little bit. Things like aliens, cryptids, conspiracies. When there's a secret gift left on your porch and you open up the box and inside that box, there's another box. And inside that box, there's another box and you keep going and going and going. And then all that's left is a folder. You open the folder and it's a notice that your car's extended warranty is about to expire. <laughs> Again, my name is Zeprit. And I'm Colleen. And it's Christmas time. <laughs> it's also Yule time. It is, yes. Yeah. So and we Hanukkah are... time? Well, Hanukkah's over. Kwanzaa? Mm-hmm. Festivus. Mm-hmm. Winter solstice. Yep. I think that's Anything what you is. celebrate. Yeah. We're not just doing Christmas Happy holidays. Huh. Happy Honda days. <laughs> Happy Honda days, everyone. Speaking of, do you have any holiday traditions in your family that aren't like, you know, normal, bland American holiday traditions? Uh, we did the pickle. That's a German thing. The mm -hmm. pickle ornament in the tree and whoever among the kids, whoever finds it first would get like a extra gift or something. Mm -hmm. uh, that's very German. We also did um, St. Nicholas Day, which I think is on December 7th. I don't recall, though. But yeah. What about you? Yeah, we we had like every Christmas morning we have haggis and eggs because my dad's side of the family it's very proud of their Scottish heritage. That's about it. We didn't do anything crazy. It's interesting. I was thinking, like, people are always talking about how America is such a young country. And it is. Yeah. So we don't have, there aren't, like, American traditions necessarily that have been passed down for thousands of years. Except there are. There's indigenous tribes who have been here for, like, yeah, twenty five to thirty five thousand years, and they have their own winter solstice celebrations. Yeah, but we killed them all. So, uh, yeah, well, some of them still no, celebrate I know. them I know. and keep them alive. I just feel like American holiday traditions are just a conglomeration of many different cultures' traditions. Yes, because we are the melting pot of the world. Yeah, I was thinking about that earlier because my family is very proud. Of its Scottish Irish background, but if I was to go to Scotland and be like, "I'm Scottish," they'd be like, um, "Yeah, Johnny, no. our listener from our last episode story, would be like, who the hell do you think right. you are? What do you know about Scotland?'" And the answer is like, not that much. But all I have left is haggis for Christmas morning breakfast. That's like the one remnant of thousands of years of ancestry that's the one thing that i have left to hold on to of it's, what i might have known about my history it's not even a good thing really no either. it's incredibly superficial i was just thinking no i was just talking shit on haggis no haggis all. is great i don't love it but it's great with eggs on christmas morning <laughs> but i was thinking being a non-indigenous american mm -hmm. is like being tom hanks in the terminal you ever see that movie? Never even heard of it. Okay, so in that movie, Tom Hanks is from another country. And while he's on an airplane coming to America for a vacation, uh, his country completely dissolves. 
like they're no longer a country. They were taken over by something else. So he his passport is invalid because there is no country that doesn't exist anymore. But he's not allowed to go into America because his passport isn't valid and he's not an American. Yeah. So he's stuck in, no in the airport. Yeah. Yes, he can't leave the airport. That's what it's like being an American. It's like <laughs> yeah, except- we have thousands of years of ancestral history, but like it's like as soon as our ancestors moved to America, you're no longer Scottish, but like you don't belong here either. It's it's kind of like that, except our tradition is consumerism. Yeah, well, yes, that is the there's some good things about America. I'm I'm not saying we don't have any culture of our own, just that it's watered down. It is. It's like we hold on to the tiny traditions that we have left over that our grandparents passed down when they moved here before they tried to you know, conform to American standards. This is the perfect Christmas episode because you're bringing me down. I know. I just made myself sad. (laughs) Okay. But here's the thing. There's one tradition here in America out of the many. Like I do haggis and eggs. You did the pickle on the tree. Uh, That's more common than haggis for breakfast. Yeah. You guess. I'm sure. Yeah. Okay. But there is, as you mentioned, St. Nicholas's Day. St. Nicholas Day. Yeah. That is not something that I ever grew up with. I've I had never heard of it until I think probably sometime in elementary school. And everybody would come to school on like November 6th and they'd be like December 6th. And they'd be like, what did Santa leave in your shoe last night? You know, did you get any gifts? And I remember going home and being like, Mom, how come how come we didn't leave our shoes out? And she was like, that's just for the German kids. Yeah. <laughs> just the, only the German kids do that. They're, they're special. <laughs> <laughs> Growing up in Wisconsin, so many Germans. Yeah, like half the kids. Yes, a lot of them. Germans and Scandinavians. My family, almost exclusively Scotch-Irish heritage. Sure. So that was not a thing that I was aware of. And for this episode... That's exactly what I'm going to talk about. St. Nicholas Day, the weird shit that surrounds it, and why it's so fucking spooky. Okay. So, so, I need you to close your eyes and picture something. You're nine years old. It's December 5th, the eve of St. Nicholas Day. Okay. If you don't know what St. Nicholas Day is, St. Nicholas was a saint from the 4th century, and honestly, not that much is known about him, but he was likely the Bishop of Myra and was known for his extreme generosity. It is said that he gave up all of his wealth to assist the needy, the sick, and the suffering. And one notable legend is that he would toss bags of gold coins into people's windows, and those coins would, like, land in their shoes and socks as they were, like, drying out by the fire. Are my eyes still supposed to be closed? This was a hiatus in the the closing eyes. Oh, okay. <laughs> this is background. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so the Feast of St. Nicholas takes place on the day he died. And in some Christian traditions, notably Central and Eastern Europe, children take their shoes and put them at their doors in the hopes that St. Nicholas will leave them some treats if they've been good. His ghost? 
I suppose. I guess I never really thought died. about it. Yeah, I never thought. That's even weirder. You tell me. You're the one who celebrated it. Uh, we just thought it was Santa. Okay, so that's another thing. Santa has so many different origins, but it is thought that at least partially he comes from the idea of St. Nicholas. Yeah, of course. I mean, like in the half the Christmas songs, they call him St. Nick. Right. Yeah. So Santa. Santa's going to leave shit in your shoe. Yeah, leave this, good but, shit but in your shoe. But this one's the spooky ghost of Santa. I guess. Right. Okay. So that's the history of Feast of St. Nicholas. Okay. I didn't know about it. Just learned about it now. Yeah. All right. Back to you. Close your eyes. You're nine years old. Okay. You're snuggled up in your favorite Pokemon jammies. Mom, where's my Game Boy? Mom. You, you've got Mom. your Charizard blanket pulled up to your little neck. And you, you're, you left your shoe in the door. And because you're probably your generous little little guy. You left a carrot for St. Nicholas's white horse, because apparently that's a thing. Maybe his reindeer. In sure. my v- vision. Right. Okay, so it's midnight. But you can't sleep because, like, oh my god, what if he leaves you some Pokemon cards in your Nikes or, you know, whatever, your weird Velcro shoes you were wearing at the time? I could, I could tie my shoes at night, Colleen. Ugh, barely, probably. What if he leaves you, you know, like... Something exciting, like a tangerine or some walnuts. <laughs> <laughs> I think that is pretty traditional, is the tangerine. Yeah, though. kids love that shit. So, you're all excited, but eventually, you know, you have to get tired. So, you're, you're, your eyelids get heavy, and you drift off to sleep with visions of sugar plums mm. dancing in your head. And then it happens. Okay, you hear it. You hear the jingle jangle of gold coins, of of the white horse's hoof hoof steps. <sighs> you peek your little head out from under the covers, hoping to catch a glimpse of Santa Claus putting those treats in your shoes. Oh my god, you're so excited! And all of a sudden, the covers are ripped off of you, and you're pulled out of bed by a half-goat, half-demon, and he just starts hitting you with a branch, saying, Naughty! 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 And St. Nicholas is just standing to the side, staring at you disapprovingly as you're getting hit with this stick. And you're like, What did I do? As you try to escape. And as he's hitting you with the stick, this goat demon man says, You punched a kid who played with Digimon cards. You're oh, naughty. <laughs> no! You scream as the monster drags you through the floorboards, underground and into hell, where he devours you for being the worst, naughtiest little boy in the whole world. And your parents wake up to find nothing but a scrap. Of your bloody Pokemon pajamas. Krampus must have gotten you. Your sister always was their favorite anyways. (laughs) Oh, fuck that. (laughs) They carry on with their lives and eventually have a pretty decent day. Your sister got some dope shit, like a yo-yo or a walnut (laughs) or pecans, if she's lucky. And she brings it to school and she shows everyone and they're impressed. And life moves on. You've been visited. By the Christmas Krampus. Krampus. Yeah. Did you say Krampus or Krampus? Uh, it's Krampus. Krampus. 
Right. I suppose if you're saying it in German, it would yeah, be Krampus. Right. I gotta say, what the fuck is wrong with people? <laughs> what is this? This is so far removed from what my Christmas traditions are. I just. But I mean, it really. I mean, yes, modern day, of course, but. Think back to our last Christmas episode on this podcast. Yes. That, like, old, older centuries, this was common. It's like, if you're good, you get gifts. If you're naughty, you get smacked a bunch, or you get eaten, or yes. whatever. Yes, this has been watered down so that now, you know, you get coal in your stocking. Right. And that indicates that you are bad. Coal, though, even is useful. You can burn that for heat. You can kill ants with it draw with it you can draw with it there's a bunch of uses for it it's definitely better than getting beaten with a stick you know getting beaten consumed and dragged to hell was like not on the table for me as a kid you know i i always knew that krampus would like hit you a bit Mm -hmm. but he would drag you to hell yeah in some traditions so here's the thing krampus is a widespread yeah it's not just germany it's right. like so there the are Germanic a lot of language yeah and we'll get into that but there are a lot of variations on what happens to you but usually you get beaten with a stick mm. a lot of times he'll kidnap you he'll put you in a basket and he'll take you and he'll like dump you in a forest somewhere some people say that he drags you to hell other people say he eats you it's just it, all in all it's it's a bad situation i would say and in in this little story where i died mm-hmm. um he was like santa's little helper yep and we'll get to that you're you're jumping ahead i'm just so excited so it wasn't until that movie krampus with adam scott came out like when Which, was that like 2015 2018? around there maybe 2017 yeah something like that but okay before you go on though that movie was actually pretty decent. I enjoyed it. And I don't even really like scary movies, but it was fun. It was uh, a fun Christmas movie. And I liked the design of that Krampus. Right. But that was basically my first Krampus experience. I mean, my dad would make Krampus jokes growing up, but like it didn't mean anything to me. Because you weren't German. Because Yeah, I'm very not German. But like, Jesus Christ, dude, like if my parents told me a goat demon was literally going to come beat me with a stick, I wouldn't have left my room. But think about cool the story that is to tell your kids. Yeah, no, badass now. As a nine-year-old, not into it, probably. Yeah, I wouldn't know. I, I didn't know. I feel know. like I might have been into it. <laughs> okay. So as I said, Krampus, other than dragging you to hell, is also known to th- Stuff kids into a sack, drop them off in the woods and make them find their own way home, throw that sack in the stream so they drown, you know, like pick pick whichever death you think is the most fun, really. I, I think the one I heard, not as a kid, but like when I was a little older, was he would rip a hole in you and tear out your entrails and then stuff you with straw. Okay, and yes, that is a tradition that also... Like, all of these Christmas creepy tales, there's a bunch of different Christmas monsters, and they all kind of seem to get conglomerated together. Because that, being stuffed with straw, is actually part of a different Christmas monster that we'll get to. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. But, again, they've all kind of been conflated into Krampus. And because of that movie from, like, 2017, now Krampus is, like, a thing. It was not more, in more America, th- yeah, in the United well, States. More than it was. Yeah. yeah. But yes. now it's like in the American cultural 
consciousness. Yeah, if you go to Spirit Halloween, they have a big S Krampus for sale. Right. As I was reading about Krampus, it's hard to find good information because this is an old, old tradition told by thousands of people and it was an oral tradition and it's an oral tradition there's not much written about it i'm sure if i spent a lot more time on it i could have found a book and history and stuff but even the the good sources that i found were all basically repeats of the same information sure so i'm gonna give you what i got and if this is a tradition that you actually grew up with i would love to hear your Story because I'm I'm kind of an outsider looking in, not okay. something I grew up with. Sure, but as I was reading about Krampus, I found out he's not the only evil Santa counterpart. No, right? Like I just said, there's Belschnickel. Mm-hmm. Also German. So I, I know I never really understood the difference because like they are so similar, but so, they're from the same area. Yeah, well, and it's very similar. It's a weird-ass German myth. He gives out lumps of coal or hits you with a stick, but he also can be good. He can also give you presents. Yeah. So, again, it's either black or white. Any bad deed overrides the good, and you're gonna get beaten with a stick for it, I guess. There's also, oh gosh, I can't pronounce this, Knecht Ruprecht Another German Punisher. Sorry, Germany and all other German speakers. I'm sure I pronounced that wrong. Well, what does this one do? What's the difference? They're all essentially the same thing. Monster that will beat you with a stick. Well, but Belschnickel is not a monster, though. Belschnickel is a man, like a dirty man. Yes, right. Okay, so Krampus is not just limited to Germany. He's actually thought to have come from Austria's Alpine region and may have come from pagan winter solstice celebrations. That is the thing that I read the most, that Krampus likely is a holdover from some long-ago pre-Christian traditions that has been incorporated into I think that makes Christian total sense, because if we think back to our Icelandic Christmas episode from last year, the the witch Grilla had very similar uh, concepts to Krampus. Mm -hmm. And that also predated Christianity and Iceland's theology and traditions. They both worship like Odin, for instance. So they have a lot of the same culture. Right. So legends of Krampus have been around for centuries and he's actually celebrated during a festival called Krampusnacht. Krampusnacht. Yeah. And there's even something called um, Krampuslauf where Austrian men dress up like Krampus and run through the streets to terrify children into being good because fear is the most effective. And now that's translated into parades every Krampus night. Yes. So there are parades and celebrations in certain areas. Now, a lot of Christmas traditions do have pagan origins, as we said, but they've been, I guess, taken over, appropriated by Christianity, and they're folded into Christian traditions in order to make converting pagans easier. You know, you're not going to yeah. get people to stop celebrating. It's like Disney-fying the Brothers Grimm, basically. Mm-hmm. Exactly. However, it doesn't actually seem that Krampus was something that Christians wanted. Like, they weren't really interested in into bringing that into the Christ- Christian tradition. Like, that just kind of... God served the same purpose. 
he'll judge you if you're bad. Right. I think the thing is, we're talking about the Alpine regions. Mm -hmm. Those are remote regions with people. I mean, even if you got a bunch of Christians trying to convert people, it's remote enough. How are you going to, like, once you leave, how are you going to stop people from going back to celebrating their own traditions? It's hard to take traditions away from people who are that remote. And well, yeah, and it's their culture. Their culture, right. Yeah. I mean, there's no way to monitor them if you, unless you live with them. So right. they're going to continue to celebrate their traditions in addition to the Christianity if they've embraced it. Now, there were several places, namely the Smithsonian, Encyclopedia Britannica, other ones. <laughs> <laughs> Krampus was allegedly the son of Hel, the Norse goddess of the underworld. Here's the thing, though. Yes, and Everett's looking at me weird because he knows more about Norse mythology than I do. Now, this was another reason I had trouble finding information about Krampus in general because none of these places, even the reputable sources, provided sources for where their information came from. I would be interested in the source that states that. Yes. Because there is definitely no evidence I've ever read that said that. Exactly, right. And I could not find any sources that state that. But let me continue. There aren't any ancient writings about Krampus. And Old Norse was not spoken in Austria or southern Germany. And those are places Krampus was thought to have originated. Right. I don't know much about Old Norse religion. Listen to our upcoming new podcast if you want to learn more. Yeah, Norsewoods podcast coming soon. Yeah, get that plug in there. I don't know if Old Norse religion was practiced in that particular area, but Krampus has been around for hundreds of years and he's evolved over time, whether or not he has anything to do with Norse mythology. Sure, yeah. So the original Krampus had an insanely long tongue that just kind of hangs out of his mouth for no reason. And that translated to the movie, too. He has long, pointy horns on his forehead. Got long claws, hooves, a long tail. He's completely black. He was often bound up in chains, and he carried a big old birch stick to beat people with. However, there are not any pagan gods or goddesses that resembled that description. I, it, it's so hard to find a pagan origin for Krampus. Like you could, you could. I think the closest stretches, but the closest would be Grilla from Iceland, I think. Mm -hmm. Well, the closest thing that resembles Krampus as we know him is Satan, as he was depicted in the Middle Ages. Yeah, but Satan would at least our concept of Satan is pre it's predated by Krampus, though. Well, we don't know that. We don't know when Krampus showed up. There's no ancient writings of Krampus. It well, could have been a, no, a creation you, of the Middle you're, Ages. You're definitely right. I guess what I was trying to say is at least the picture of Satan as we know today was from the Divine Comedy or Dante's Inferno. Mm -hmm. So that was in the 13th century. Mm -hmm. And I'm pretty sure Krampus predates that. But, but we don't, I don't know. know. The closest imagery-wise to me is a picture, classic picture of Satan, sure. the devil. Well, I guess the horns and the hooves, sure. I mean, if you're going to draw him, he'd be red. He'd have the hooves. He'd have a pointy tongue. And, but, you know. Pitchfork horns. instead of the birch stick. Yeah. And in medieval times, Satan was depicted as a black demon with a pointy tongue and claws. Like Krampus. Mm -hmm. 
He also, at the time, was not like the all-powerful instigator, evil villain of hell as we know him today. Right. Like back in the Middle Ages, people saw Satan as like... <laughs> foiled again. Yeah, a trickster. Yeah, he's just like a little, like a villain. Like, like actually, though, a trickster. Like that is yeah. what it is. Uh, comparable to Loki, or right, or the what, that god from Egypt, like the dog, or whatever. Right. So, I, I mean, remember. today there's this feeling that Satan is like this all-powerful being, evading every aspect of your life, and you have to fight him off in order to get your way to heaven. But really at the time, originally he was just someone who was going to be like, Hey, want to look at porn? And then yeah. you would be like, no. <laughs> For sure. And also at the time too, until Dante's Inferno, Satan was separate from Lucifer. Too. Yes. So like Satan was just kind of literally the devil on your shoulder telling you to do bad shit. Right. So I guess I was thinking I was, as I was reading that, like maybe Krampus is not an ancient pagan legend. Maybe it's just some depiction of Satan that Christianity spread around and it was somehow adopted into perhaps some sol- yeah, some solstice <laughs> traditions from long ago. I I well, I, I mean, don't know. Santa really is Krampus just taking away the punishment portion. Like yeah. it's the same thing. Well, that Satan Krampus theory is one theory, but there are some things about Krampus that are probably ancient holdovers from pagan traditions. Sure. Namely, the birch branches that he gonna beat you with. Some people claim that birch had significance to the pagans of that area, but it's also possible that it's just, you know, like a common hardwood that parents would hit their kids with. So, just an idea. In some traditions, families would keep birch twigs in their houses all year long as a reminder to their kids that Krampus might just come over and hit them with one of those sticks. It's like having a year-long elf on the shelf. Yeah. But, like, violent. (laughs) (laughs) So what's interesting to me is that people fall into two camps. Krampus is a pagan holdover. Krampus is a Christian creation. But if it's not a pagan tradition, why is it so localized originally? I mean, now it's the, the legend of Krampus is worldwide. But why is it so localized to that area of the world? Like, what is going on over there? What was happening? One thing I read was there's a Germanic goddess named Percht. P-E-R-C-H-T. Mm-hmm. She was sometimes depicted as a goat human thing with a long neck, horns, and she wore animal furs. In pagan Germany, there would be processions called Pürchtenlaufs, like Krampuslaufs, Mm -hmm. where people would wear costumes and march around. Christians, when they came over, were like, hey, we're not into this. Seems a little satanic. Not about that. So they banned that practice. But again, as I said earlier, we're talking about the Alpine regions of Germany and Austria. So, I mean, I'm thinking the people who lived in those mountains did whatever the hell they wanted. And, yeah, pretty much. You know, who's, the Christians aren't going to stop them un, until more people, people settle. settle that area. Yeah. But, you know, I'm going to do what I want in my own home. 
In fact, Perkta herself might actually be an amalgamation of Germanic and Celtic traditions. So here's something interesting about Perkt. Perkt or Perkta. I saw her written both ways. She would show up around the winter solstice and she would check on whether or not the children had been good all year. Mm-hmm. If they were, she put a coin in their shoe. And if not, she slit open their stomachs and stuffed them with rocks and sticks. Mm-hmm. Interestingly, there's a similar thing all the way over in Italy called La Befana, who fills kids' socks with candy or a lump of coal. And in France, there's a legend called Père Fouettard, which means father whipper. <laughs> Europe. Come on, calm yeah. down. Okay, I, w- I was going to say earlier when you were saying that Krampus is localized, like maybe the specific Krampus is, but generally this is all the same archetype. And it's throughout all of Europe. Well, and it, it makes sense, especially if if we are talking about an amalgamation of Germanic and Celtic traditions, because the Celts were all the way over in France. Mm-hmm. They were. It's just it's interesting to me that like Britain, um, Ireland, and Scotland wouldn't have had a notable Christmas child beater. Well, maybe, <laughs> no, at least maybe, there probably was one. I was going to say maybe just there didn't. was, but after the Norman invasion, things changed. No, valid point. Sometimes Krampus is depicted with one hoof, hoof, hoof. One? One hoof and one human foot. Oh, half and half. Right. Apparently, that goddess Perkt had one swan princess foot and one big old stomper for spinning wool. And if we're to believe that Krampus is the son of hell, hell is half dead and half beautiful. Mm. Split right down the middle, whole body. So, Some people associate Krampus with the horned god of witches, which is less of an ancient pagan deity and more of like a, like a neo-pagan, maybe Wiccan deity. So I don't, I don't think Krampus could have evolved from that kind of tradition maybe that evolved from krampus sure right so today it's obvious there's no known origin of krampus i'm just gonna summarize it as german german German. with whiffs of ancient tradition and some christianity mingled in you perfectly summarized norse mythology in that statement right it's it's that so today, Krampus, I keep saying, I, I flip between Krampus and Krampus. Sorry. It's, it's Krampus. Krampus. <laughs> today, Krampus is kind of seen as like a Santa alternative. Yeah. Like, if Santa's not going to come over, Krampus will. But that's not, that's not what it is. Krampus and Santa work together. They show up together. It's not like one's evil, one's good. They're like amigos. Yeah, working in tandem, <clears throat> bad kids get punished. Yeah. Good kids Santa get gifts. Santa endorses child abuse, really. Not in the movie. No. They travel house <laughs> to house together, and instead of handing out coal, Santa just gets his friend to hand out beatings. So, I mean, now think about that freaking narc elf on the shelf. That kid is tattling on your shit and he's hoping you get dragged to hell i hate that elf yeah 
And now you should, because it wants you to get your ass beat. Well, there's nothing wrong with that. I just hate the elf. There is something wrong with getting beaten, I would say. No, I was just saying, compared to what we have today, the old tradition of just a little threat is fine. Not the actual beating, <laughs> just, the, sure. just the threat of beating. Well, the fascists... <laughs> <laughs> They weren't a fan. They weren't a fan of Krampus. Because, you know, fascists have to go and ruin everything, as usual. When Austria was under fascist rule in the 1930s, Krampus was seen as a symbol of anti-Christian social democrats. As as we all know, (laughs) liberals are satanic. Anti-Christians. That's what people on Facebook sure say. Yep. So the Austrian Catholic Union called for a Krampus boycott and all Krampus parties verboten. Oh, no. Santa Clauses actually had to be registered by the city. And Krampus, anybody dressed in the Krampus outfit would be arrested. And this lasted a while because in 1953, there was a pamphlet that was published that said Krampus is evil and celebrating him will scar your children for life. Which I mean, duh, he's hitting them with freaking sticks. (laughs) That's that's true, yes. (laughs) So that's basically Krampus and his offshoots. I mean, uh, I understand the treats if you're good, punishments if you're bad mentality. But like, man, that seems kind of extreme. I like it, though. Uh, it's great. It's very different from my Irish Catholic upbringing, you know, where it's just Santa or nothing. I will say, too, if anyone is interested in watching that movie Krampus and they haven't already seen it, it is very different from the traditional story of, like, you know, giving you a beating if you're bad, giving you presents yeah. if you're good, well, except Krampus didn't do that. I mean, they essentially but, equate Krampus, Krampus to Satan. Krampus in the movie, in the movie is yeah. basically yeah. the devil. It's kind of like a home invasion movie with a Christmas spin with demons and stuff. Yeah, it's it's great. fun, though. It's a fun movie. Um, I will say, too, I didn't realize you were going to be talking about the other pseudo-Krampus characters well, from the past because I had a little game prepared. All right, I'm still in. I didn't really talk much about them, and I didn't look too far into them because okay. they all, honestly... They're I, kind of the same. I feel like they probably all stemmed from similar traditions. But again, I, I, did, I was focusing on Krampus. I'm amazed at how little information you can find, and the information that you find is all copy-pasted from one site to the next to the next. It's hard to find accurate resources. If, if any listeners are curious about the... Uh, behind the scenes uh, work for this podcast when it comes to researching Um, when it comes to like conspiracies and cryptids and stuff that is the case with literally everything blogs and shit like take the same word for word information and copy and paste it across a thousand different pages right it is impossible to find good interesting and like new information well it's annoying because people will copy the information And then it's like a game of telephone where one person will change something. Then somebody else will copy that and assume it's fact. And that will be copied by someone else who will copy it by someone else. So you really, really, really have to work very hard to find 
quote unquote, we're talking about cryptids, accurate sources. Well, or just like interesting new information. It's so yeah. hard to find different stuff because every article or page or blog you read, right. it's the same. Anyway, we digress. That's our problem, not yours. Um, I have a game. So usually we have like a listener story, but this is Christmas. Christmas episode. Yes, Christmas. Festive. It's time for giving. And you know what I'm going to give you? What? A BuzzFeed style quiz. Hell yeah. Um, but specifically, I'm not going to actually have a quiz. This is of my own formulation. All right, give me. This is going to determine which Christmas character you are. I love it. Okay. And go. what I'm going to do, I'm going to give a description of either a creature or a tradition or a practice. And you have to tell me where that is theorized to have originated. And in some cases, if you can name what it is, <clears throat> extra points. Okay. Also, sorry, everyone, for being phlegmy. I'm getting over a disgusting cold. I'm sure most of us are. So, first one. Okay. These people believe in a monstrous cat that devours anyone that hasn't received new clothes for Christmas. Okay, we talked about that last year in mm -hmm. our Christmas Icelandic Christmas yep. scaries. Um, so you, you got the region. So Iceland. Mm -hmm. And I'm sorry, what's the other thing I'm supposed to tell you? What it is. Oh, shit. It's like the, I don't remember. The Krampus cat. I thought this was going to be a gimme because you already heard about it. Yeah, what is it? It's the Yule cat. Yule cat. I was right. It had cat in it. I'm giving it to me. Okay. This one's a little interesting. I've never heard of this one before. These people tell a story. That a spider in your Christmas tree is good luck. And the reason for this is an old folk story of an impoverished widow and her children that were tending to a tree all year long in hopes that they could decorate it for Christmas. But unfortunately, they could not afford to. And when the spiders heard about this, they decorated the tree with their webs. Have you not looked at our Christmas tree? We have three spider ornaments for that reason. I didn't know there was a reason for it. Where did it originate then, if you're so smart? I don't remember. My grandma gave those to me, but I did know the story. Um, is it? I'm just going to take a wild guess. Hungry. I'll, I'll give it to you. It's kind of just Eastern Europe in general. Oh, okay. I wasn't too far off. Okay. Um, and there's no name for that. It's just the, the Christmas spiders. Christmas spider. Yeah. Yeah. This one also doesn't have a name. It's just a tradition. So these people believe that Christmas Eve would bring the arrival of evil witches and spirits. So they would make sure to hide their brooms around their house to make sure the witches wouldn't steal them. Where was this practice? Is this like Romania? No. China? No. I don't know. Norway. Oh, interesting. You want to know what? Hmm. I only know about that because there's an episode of Peppa Pig where they're <laughs> celebrating the new year. They got to sweep out all the bad luck. I guess that's kind of similar, but not really at all. It's no. more a witch thing. With all this. right. All right. All right. A couple more here. This is a tradition that's celebrated by decorating a log, painting a face on it, hollowing it out, and stuffing it with goodies, whether it be sweets, fruits, nuts, or even small gifts. And then at dinner time, you put it on the table, and after you eat, you beat the shit out of this log. Until it shits all of it out from the backside. So What's like the a, name of this and where's it from? <laughs> so it's like a pinata, but a pinata. <laughs> um, Poop nada. <laughs> I don't, I, 
Um, I honestly could not. That sounds like a German thing to me. Mm. This is from Spain. Oh. Um, it's called the cagatillo, but that translates to the defecating log. Yeah. Nice. Nice, Spain. Cool. This group of people, I'm not going to name it because it's going to give it away, but they believed in a Father Christmas style character okay. that have that has eyes in the back of his head to keep a watch on naughty children. Uh, these people would also avoid sending red Christmas cards because it's associated with this character and then would be associated with death. Where is this and who? You're not going to get the name. I'm just going to say it. It's San- Oh, I don't want to say it. It'll give away the region. <laughs> You're not going to guess the name. I but where is this? could not tell yet. Okay, I'll give you the name. Well, first guess. Guess where this is. I is it can you give me a continent once I say the name you're gonna get it so that's why I just want you to guess first Mexico no <laughs> Santa Kuroshu Japan yes okay Japan uh we have just a couple more here two more this group of people select a villager every year to perform a special dance, a traditional dance, where they put the skull of a horse on the top and then wear a sheet underneath that covers the whole body. Uh, it's decorated with ribbons, and uh, it's usually spring-loaded, so it can appear to snap at anyone watching. Okay, see, this seems like a Scandinavian tradition to me. Poland? I know that's not Scandinavia. I picked a country sort of... Not similar at all. Do you have any idea what the name might be? No. Uh, it translates to the Grey Mare. I'm sure I will pronounce this wrong, but I believe it's called the Marilud. M-A-R-I-L-W-Y-D. Oh, so like whales? Yes, Welsh. Ah. And I have one last one here. Actually, technically two. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is a Christmas witch that has a soft spot for entrails. She is said to take the form of a tall, white-robed woman or a terrifying, haggard witch with one large, misshapen foot and possibly shapeshifts. Are we talking Perkta? Yep. Yeah! You got that one. And last one. This man dresses up and is a companion to St. Nicholas portrayed as a man covered in pelts or fur and visits homes of children before Christmas carrying a bag of treats and a switch. I'm talking Belschnickel. Belschnickel, yes. And there's also Hans Trapp, too. You just talked about him as well, didn't you? Uh, there's so many of them. They're it's all... the same thing. It really is. And there's also Grilla and the 13 Neil lads, but there's we've so talked about them. There's so many cool Christmas traditions that I feel I have been kept from. Tabulating results. Beep, boop, bop, beep, beep. Oh, yeah. Who am I? Formulating, rendering image. Colleen's Christmas character is, oh, the nasally glasses kid from Polar Express. What the fuck? (laughs) Sorry. Got any games on your phone? You're that kid. You are that kid from a Christmas story who licks the metal pole and gets his tongue stuck. That's you. How's that make you feel? He's better than that gross kid, though. Whatever. (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, so next week we will have uh, either a listener story or a news article. That's what we usually do at the end of the episode. Mm-hmm. But if you have either of those and you would like to send it to us, send it our way. You can send it to Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook, all are at NerdslothHQ. Or you can email us, podcast at nerdsloth.com. Love to hear from you. Tell if you if Krampus has been a thing in your family. Krampus. Krampus. Tell me. Tell me your story. I would love huh. to read it on the show. And keep an eye out just in about a week or so, since this episode will be coming out right around Christmas. Keep an eye out for our new podcast, Norsewoods Podcast. Gonna be talking Norse mythology. If you're interested, please listen. Yeah. And in the meantime, happy the holidays. Happy blessed Yule. Ho ho ho. Merry Christmas. Merry Chrysler. Merry Chrysler. All right, we love you. We love you everyone. Bye. Happy holidays. Bye. Bye. Presented by Nerdsloth, a place for lazy nerds. If you like what you heard, consider donating at patreon.com slash nerdsloth so we can continue bringing you quality shows. Be sure to also leave us a review and share your favorite episodes and clips on social media. If you're looking for more content, visit us at nerdsloth.com.